0: What's going on, my fellow A-Plusers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A-Plus More Phenomenal, your stop for your Power Rangers and Super Sentai review and news right here on our YouTube page. A-plus opinions, guys. It is I, your more phenomenal host, Adam Perez, back with a brand new episode for you guys today as we're going to be getting into some Kishiryu Ryu Sentai Ryo Soldier uh, episode number 36 for you guys this week. I almost lost track of what number we're certainly on uh, as we continue to inch closer to uh, the end of this particular season. Once we get to the 40s, uh, we'll definitely certainly be there, guys. Uh, But we are certainly here to go ahead and talk about everything Real Soldier from this week's episode. And, of course, these are just my A-plus opinions in regards to my thoughts on the episode. But what really matters, though, is yours, guys. So whether or not you're watching us in the live chat right now or whether you're watching us after the stream, certainly feel free to give your thoughts on this particular week's episode, guys. Um, And if I'm not mistaken, this week we actually might be getting ourselves some upcoming Kara Major news, guys, for a Super Sentai 2020, so definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, most of the news, if anything, I'll probably try and hold off if we do get anything this week. Um, we'll definitely talk about it on this upcoming weekend's episode of A Plus More Phenomenal, but if we do get news that drops during the middle of the week, you best believe we're going to be doing a sort of like a breaking news video for you guys um, just to specifically talk about that uh, and then of course we'll round up any other information that drops throughout the week on a plus more phenomenal for you guys it should be a stacked episode this weekend i'm really looking forward to it we also have the season finale for Season 1 of Beast Morphers also to certainly look forward to. So I'm highly pumped uh, for this week in general. Should be a good day to be, uh, I should say, a good week to be a Power Rangers and Super Sentai fan as well. But I certainly hope you guys had a fantastic week. I know last weekend was, in fact... Happy Thanksgiving, so I certainly hope you guys had the opportunity to spend it with either your friends or your family or just some time for yourself. Whatever certainly works for you, but I certainly hope you guys had a fantastic afternoon. Uh, let's see, or I should say in uh, uh, holiday week. Uh, let's see who's over in the live chat real quick, see who's popping up in here today. Ultraman is coming through. TDP, clearly happy that they've made the live stream this week. Uh, this should have actually been up yesterday, but I've actually had a slow start to my week, um, so this should be uh, hashtag Supercent. Monday, but today it's hashtag Super Sentai Tuesday. But thank you very much, TDP, for certainly making it this week. Doomsday certainly in the house. Um, Ultraman as well. well I, I mentioned Ultraman, not ultras here. And if you love bacon and sushi, guys, clap your hands because I certainly do. Uh, I, need, I haven't had sushi in a minute. I, you, you've given me a great idea for what I'm going to have for lunch this weekend um, if you love bacon and sushi. So thank you very much. And of course, Miss Hassan coming through as well um but yeah guys um so I guess let's get into this week's episode of real soldier um I actually enjoyed it I, I you know i'm not 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 an episode that certainly blew me away um i some people could probably look at this episode certainly as a filler episode I mean I can kind of certainly got get that but um for the most part as far as the episode itself goes I really didn't have any problems with it I certainly enjoyed it for certainly what it was by the end of the episode though i, I will say I kind of got this impression that maybe we're about to get into sort of uh our next storyline that we're gonna be uh focusing on when it comes to real soldier regardless i'm I'm gonna be really um uh interested to kind of see how this season definitely wraps up i'm pretty sure we probably have less than maybe 10 episodes um i'll have to definitely do some research to find out exactly how many um uh, episodes we have uh tdp says 14 to 15 episodes until real soldiers over wow it's been that long so far um i feel like yeah i guess technically huh i guess that would kind of put us at what like 40 what like where are we at 36 so about 50 episodes i almost have a feeling it's gonna come under 50 um but we'll see we'll, we'll definitely see how it turns out maybe like 47 48 maybe so maybe under 50 episodes uh, but this one was just a solid episode for me, but I am glad at the fact that we at least get to see Toa front and center here this week. I don't feel like we get a lot of Toa or maybe even Bamba sort of centric episodes. Um, so the fact that we get Toa some love in here, I definitely appreciate it to be quite honest with you guys. Um, so look, we start off this episode, right? With the idea of the Druidons um, kind of hanging out in their hideout place. We've got Crayon. We've also got Wizel, No Sir around and no Precious to kind of start off the beginning of this episode at least. But what we do have is a really depressed Weisel, which is a little bit weird to kind of even see um, because this guy is a showman, right? He's all about entertainment and flamboyancy and like making his presence known sort of thing. But Weisel is just a little bit under the weather. He's just not feeling himself. Uh, Crayon certainly trying to do everything that he certainly can. But Weisel does kind of come up with the idea here that the reason why he's probably in this funk that he's in, he doesn't have his heart anymore. Uh Precious um, wind up taking the hearts of not only Weisel, but also Sir Gotchalias a couple of episodes ago. And Weisel just hasn't been his fun, uh overly flamboyant self, right? He just hasn't been his showmanship type self that we know Weisel will certainly be. So he winds up coming up with this brilliant idea to create pretty much a, a, a minosaur that's quick enough to go ahead and actually steal. Precious's cards back so he can get his heart uh, but unfortunately we come to see that that's uh, not necessarily the case and I do find it fascinating also that Precious again w- when she did introduce herself certainly introduced herself sort of as the commander of the Druidons and for the most part she's kind of been playing up that role right she's been probably the most formidable out of all the Druidons that we've seen so far on the show and she really has Sir Gatch Elias and a Um, by the, I was going to say by the balls, pretty much, Uh, really doing, really needing them to do whatever she asks for. But that transition certainly hasn't been very smooth. I mean, the fact that Precious has to capture their hearts in order to kind of even get them to do what she certainly wants to in the first place, um, don't necessarily know if they believe in your leadership if you have to do something along those lines. Um, But somebody actually did mention to me in the previous week's episode that they didn't think that uh, Precious was in fact the commander overall. I mean, who knows? She might be the commander. We still might have a captain or whoever's certainly in charge that we haven't been sort of introduced to yet. So um, I don't really know the hierarchy when it comes to the Druidon. So maybe we do have somebody above her. Um, but as of right now, she seems as though she's definitely the head honcho uh, of the Druidons for this particular moment. So I did find that rather interesting, that the, the, the Druidons certainly are not necessarily all on the same page weisel weisel certainly is trying to get his heart back i'm sure got sir, Gatch, sir probably has plans of his own um and from a preview that i saw in for next week's episode uh crayon may be getting himself a promotion <laughs> so we'll certainly see and you guys know how big of a crayon fan i certainly am um so if i can get the uh opportunity to kind of see crayon in a uh, a higher role, I personally would certainly take it. Uh, you know, now that I think about it, the green light that I have going on back here, no relation to Black Lightning, but the green light that I have going on I was here to actually represent Toa, but maybe I should be kind of giving uh, Crayon some love too for an early promotion, so maybe, we'll, maybe I'll have green next week uh, when we talk a little bit more about Crayon, but I was at least fascinated by the situation that the Druidons certainly find themselves to be in, and even though, a quick honorable mention, even though I'm a big fan of crayon understand I definitely do not support the woman beating that he put on here in this week's episode poor Saki was just getting feet to the ribs to the butt a couple backhand slaps across her back sort of thing really poor abusing poor Saki who's already at like her all time low unfortunately so I love your crayon but let's uh, let's keep our hands off women okay Uh, but other than that um, I, I thought the episode actually worked out pretty well for me, to be quite honest. I, I really enjoyed what Crown certainly brought to the episode here. Um, and speaking of sake, sake sounds really good right about now. It's been it's been a couple. It's probably been like two years since I've had some sake, but I, that actually sounds pretty good. But going back to sake, um. We do uh, also in the beginning of this episode here, we get to see Saki, the, fee- the, the 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 girl that's focused on here in this week's episode, who we come to find out is actually a professional race car try race car driver that literally going on international racing tours in a sense, winning gold medals, even though she she's kind of been on a losing streak as of lately. But that's who our main character is in here in Saki. So one of the funny scenes in here is close to the beginning where she's actually walking down the block here with two ice cream cones in her hand and who happens to run across her canalo canalo runs across her and you know the moment that a beautiful woman crosses his path we get the the music going the hearts and stuff the slow motion movement as he's finally apparently found himself another girl to be uh involved with but i will say this i'm like canalo Have you not learned your lesson, man? Like anytime you see a woman carrying two of something, it's not my first impression that that woman just loves to eat. Like that's like, oh, man, she just really loves to have stuff for herself. That's not the impression that I get. Uh, The impression I get is once for her and once clearly for somebody else. (laughs) but but when it comes to canalo he clearly forgets about all his past mistakes that he's 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 come to uh when trying to find the love of his life or whoever he's gonna marry uh we've seen him in this situation a couple times right where he he thinks that somebody's getting something for him or has something for him when clearly all along they've been talking about some other guy uh and that's what happens with canalo here uh he winds up seeing she's got two ice cream cones which i love ice cream cones by the way um but uh thinks that. they're both for her thinking like she's has she's eating ice cream uh during the winter time how rugged of a woman like really kanalo that's that's the impression that you get but what we come to quickly find out is that the ice creams are not for her one's for her the other one seems to be for toa uh and this definitely takes kanalo by surprise clearly to the point to where of almost jealousy right it almost feels like kanalo in this episode goes back to the real soldiers to kind of tattle on him a little bit right like like they have um the real soldiers have a fight with the minosaur that's created here this week um that has ultimate speed like incredible speed sort of thing but toa is missing in action he actually doesn't join the real soldiers for the very first battle but then if i'm not mistaken i, th- I feel like after the battle. Uh, that's when Kanala goes back to the real soldiers and lets them know like i saw him with this beautiful woman like how dare he uh, you know deal with that instead of doing his duty right like i was like canala why are you telling on this man like i know you're jealous but goodness can anybody else on this team get some play besides you sir um but um And then, of course, we get uh, Yui's father who comes on board and it's just like, hey, I mean, look, I would rather talk to a woman than have to fight every day. Right. And and of course, the the really out of character moment for me, though, had to be in this episode. and, And one of the moments that I wasn't the biggest fan of is is when Melt comes up behind Yui's dad and like yells at him in his ear about the importance of the duty that comes with being a real soldier sort of thing. Um, and it, like, he literally screams it in his ear, like, bro, you don't have to scream. Like, why are you so passionate about this? Like I, it, it really kind of bothered me and irked me a little bit just for that particular moment, I should say. Um, but Ko's clearly okay with it, right? I mean, Ko's kind of like, Hey, I mean, clearly whatever he's doing is certainly important, or at least he certainly has his reasons for him. I'll go ahead and talk with him and try and figure out what's certainly going on here. Um, and then I love Yui trying to interview with the invisible Mike trying to interview Bamba like he's he's courting somebody. He's trying to get married. And he's like, um, I don't think so like like Bomba's like just get this invisible microphone out of my face weirdo like poor yui I, I would i would honestly love if some of the videos that she actually filmed during the filming of real soldier if they literally created a, a yui's channel and actually put up some of those particular uh videos i personally would be a really big fan of that honestly um I, hey man, that would be great marketing for for youtube and for uh for this uh the season of real soldier but um I really enjoyed the Toa and Saki relationship that we wind up getting in here. Um, It was one of those things where, you know, sometimes when some of the side characters come along, you kind of really don't care about them so much. But I think for me, because of the fact that one, I don't really get to see Toa so much in his own episode, along with the fact that he's actually interacting with this uh, with Saki here. Uh, And it's actually going relatively well, right? They clearly learn something from one another. Um, I believe Saki is trying to use Toa as her bodyguard. She winds up seeing him early in the day, um, warming up in his real soldier costume and things like that. And once he demorphs, asks him to be his bodyguard, saying that there are some bad men coming after her. When in reality, the bad men that she's talking about are probably like her coaches and her uh, promotional people that are trying to get her ready for an upcoming year-long international tour that she has to race on and because of the fact that she's been on this losing streak she's actually kind of lost a lot of her self-worth kind of forgetting what she's certainly more than capable of right Um, afraid that she can no longer live up to the expectations that other people have kind of put on her Uh, And with the help of Toa in here, she certainly realizes that despite expectations of what people think you should be capable of doing or what you should be doing, you know, you should never give up. If that's a dream that you certainly have, you should continue to keep striving for it and do what you want to do at the end of the day. So I thought it was just a really great message um, that uh, Toa that Toa was able to help Saki with, and something that she was able to acquire for herself, and, and eventually believe in herself once again um, by the end of this episode. Even the even the fact that she literally goes out of her way to put herself in harm's way um, to kind of help Toa out, right? Because I believe there's a moment in here where Crayon actually gets his changer from him, um, from from Saki. Uh, and once she actually has an opportunity to get it back, she literally throws herself on top of it like it's some live grenade or something like that. Like she's taking one for the team. Uh, and that's when we get Crayon trying to literally beat her off of it sort of thing. So um, I, I just really love the chemistry that these two characters have because um, it was one of those things where, you know, that Toa kind of stepped up to do this sort of really out of the kindness of his heart. It's not he, he wasn't certainly doing this to fall in love or to. um have to worry about courtship right he clearly just did this uh because he wanted to certainly help somebody out and i think it worked for him certainly at the end of the day to the point to where now it seems as though if there's anybody that's made any sort of love connection this season um it's toa and this um this race car driver and saki Um, The fact that she says, you know, you know, when I'm done with my tour and I come back, this is a year from now. Can I see you again? And he's like, I'll be waiting. So, hey, all right. Toa, sealing the deal, my friend. I absolutely love it. So uh, I just really enjoyed the chemistry that those two had. And I do like the idea that Saki also brings up a question for Toa that he ponders throughout this entire uh, episode. What does life for the real soldiers have in store for them after they go ahead and actually defeat the minosaurs and the the and things like that um ko ko of course is the adventurer certainly wants to see more of the world asuna clearly wants to eat as much as she possibly can i can't remember exactly what bombas was it was probably something boring like training some more i gotta be the strongest I i don't really know what it was but um it was just a really interesting question um, to certainly kind of ask them, and I'm wondering if that's um, a, a plot point or, or or a topic or something like that, or an idea that'll pop back up sometime by the end of this uh, by the end of this season, right? What do the real soldiers do after the druidons are in fact? um, vanished and taken away. So, uh, fascinating stuff, but I I really liked it. I thought the Towa and, um, uh, Saki relationship that we got here was really well handled. Uh, nothing too over the top uh, they genuinely seem to kind of care about each other's needs and things like that and the wrap-up of their storyline I thought was rather pleasant honestly so uh, overall for me uh, decent episode here nothing outrageous nothing to really pull me out of the episode I felt like I was able to kind of breeze through this episode easily um, although another quick honorable mention at the end of the episode when Co's trying to be like yeah and everybody's like yeah Like, they're trying to get pumped at the end of this episode. I'm just like, yeah, they don't even feel enthused for the season that they're in. (laughs) But we'll we'll definitely see. Uh, But it felt very much like we got this episode out of the way. We got last week's episode out of the way that I wasn't the biggest fan of whatsoever. But for some reason, I kind of feel like we're about to jump forward to... Uh, a brand new storyline and another story arc here uh to kind of wrap up the remainder of the season but i'm looking forward to it regardless guys uh but definitely let me know what you guys thought about this particular week's episode of real soldier i could definitely understand if people didn't like this episode or didn't get too much out of it trust me i I definitely understood that um after i watched the episode but for me at least um i certainly didn't didn't mind it but of course these are just my a plus opinions i always want to know yours guys so please go ahead and let me know over in the live chat or again uh at the um Uh, comment section box below guys Um, so let's uh, let's go over here to our live chat guys and of course as always hey guys if you love the content that we're continuing to uh, produce for you here as a plus more phenomenal or even a plus opinions or anything that we do here do us a favor subscribe to our channel and give us a like guys go ahead and hit that thumbs up uh, especially if you're watching us over in the live chat guys just to continue to show your support uh, for this channel and our content Um, but let me go ahead and scroll up here join some of you guys in this live discussion see what's going on here. Miss um, Hassan says Tyler Navarro is Ranger of the Month on Morphing Legacy. Very nice, uh, very well earned. Uh, if I do say so myself. So that's cool that Tyler uh, got the opportunity to be uh, Ranger of the Month there for Morphing Legacy. They do like to put together some really fantastic thumbnails and images um, to kind of celebrate these Rangers for the month. So I, I think that's a really cool thing that the that Morphin Legacy does. Um, Ultraman says I already celebrated Thanksgiving in October since I live in Canada. I, you know what, Ultraman? I've always wanted to go to Canada. Um, I've never had the opportunity to do so though. I hear the people are great, super nice. Uh, Maybe it's a little bit cold for me. Even though I grew up in New York and New Jersey, um, I used to be pretty acclimated to the weather up there, but ever since I moved to Texas, I've been out here for like 17, 15 years or something like that. My body's definitely gotten used to the weather, so anytime it gets cold, like cold to me out here is like 40 degrees. I'm like, oh crap, it's cold. Um, uh, But um, but yeah, I would love to visit Canada, maybe even move there. I, might, I, get, I need to get a passport first and foremost, um, but that's cool that you got the opportunity to celebrate celebrate that back in October. Uh, and Miss Hassan doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving at all, which I, I certainly Um, Well, I don't want to say I didn't expect, but it is one of those things where it's like, I guess I can't assume that everybody celebrates Thanksgiving, right? Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Doomsday says when Kanalo ran into that girl, I was hoping that was finally gonna be his new wife. But when Kanalo saw her with Toa, I was like, oof, yeah, another one, <laughs> another one, right? Like another one bites the dust, Kanalo. Like I, am I'm, I'm at the point like I'm wondering, is he actually gonna meet somebody? Um, it's one of those things where it's like I hope it's not like. A part of me says I I hope it's not in the very last episode, but the way that Canalo is going, I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if that's the case, uh, because I really feel like there's probably going to be no buildup. We're probably not going to see them actually form a relationship or some sort of bond. It's probably just going to be somebody that he meets that just so happens to be just in love with him also or also looking for uh love as well um who knows i know some people have even hinted at either ko and asuna maybe kanalo and asuna uh we'll definitely have to see but it makes me wonder if he'll even find love by the end of the season we'll definitely have to see Uh, austin the terminates it says guess who's back um and then ultraman says speaking of kira major the jewel uh the jewels the the excuse me um, the jewels, the go V team, uh, had jewels on their helmets, each representing a civilization. For instance, red was, uh, was Ruby for Atlantis. Black, um, emerald was ancient Asia and blue sapphire for Egypt. That's kind of cool concept. I didn't think about that. You also say yellow, which opal, which is Lumeria and then pink, which is a diamond, uh, uh mine in the Inca civilization. I kind of dig that idea. Um, and again, that's uh, us basing off of, us uh, basing this off of the idea of the Kira Major rumors that we heard a couple of weeks back. Haven't heard a lot of rumors up since then, but I guess we'll get a little bit more clarification certainly going forward. Um, but that's cool that they were actually based off of, or like representing a civilization. Um, if anything, I would wonder what they would kind of represent uh, if we do get them for the next season. Um Austin the Terminator says, "Adam, how do you um, how are you still feeling after last week's episode of Beast Morphers with Devin bringing him uh, with Devin um, being captured and his dad finally finding out he's the Red Ranger? Um, I mean, I'm still. I mean, I'm 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 more. I'm not shocked at the revelation because I kind of felt it was coming." Uh, I'm more shocked at the idea that Devin got captured in the first place. That's something I definitely was not seeing, uh, did not see coming whatsoever. That's more shocking to me than anything. Um, So I'm hoping that we get a lot of Blaze and Devin um, sort of confrontations uh, in the cyber dimension here for the season finale. But we'll see. Austin says, did you say you haven't had a sake in a while? Like a sock? No, I, I wear socks. I mean sake is in like like what you drink, like a Japanese drink, like sake. Yeah, that's what, not like not like my socks, but like a Japanese drink and sake. Um, Zachary's in the house. What's up, Zachary? Good to see you. Uh Doomsday says, I hope that Kanalo finally gets a wife before a real soldier ends. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just referring to, man. I I, I hope he does. I hope he does um you also say there are rumors saying that there will be a real soldier versus lupin ranger versus pat ranger crossover event i mean it wouldn't be it wouldn't be surprising to me um didn't did they have a movie i thought they had a movie um if not maybe that's something that we'll kind of see in between I, I don't know i thought they had a movie for that crossover event already but maybe i'm wrong um, not ultra says real soldier was boring to me this week not much had an impact on me this week too much focus on the guests of the week and not much on Toa um, I kind of I, I can understand trust me not ultra when you say it's definitely a boring episode this week like I said I, I can see how people definitely wouldn't have um, wouldn't have liked this episode so trust me I definitely get that um, as far as for me I felt like the focus was kind of a little bit on both of them just because I feel like their stories were almost kind of intertwined to that point right I mean yeah we definitely learned a lot about Saki especially from the other real soldiers and things like that but I still think that it also put Toa in a lot of positions for him to also think and they were around each other a lot so I wouldn't say it was mostly the focus on just the guests I feel like they kind of shared uh the screen and the storyline here for the most part this week but that's just that's just me at least uh but I definitely understand what you mean about it being a little bit boring this week I, I certainly don't blame you there um, Doomsday says, since Roxy finally woke up in Target Tower, I bet that means that Blaze will finally wake up in Evox's upgrade. Possibly. Definitely a possibility. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to find some more real soldier questions. Um, Not Ultra says, besides Ko... I find every other real soldier to be incredibly boring. (laughs) There is, um, there's this one scene near the end where Toa asks Bamba what he's going to do after the defeat of the Druidons. And he didn't really have an answer. Uh, that tells you how much the character, how much of a character he has, or in fact, each individual character has. Uh, I really hope Kira Major can be good because I don't want to sit through another Sentai like real soldier again. Yeah. I'm hoping for the same thing when it comes to Kira Major also, I'm hoping that they pay as much attention and detail to this upcoming season, um, as they have been for Common Rider Zero-One. To be quite honest with you. Um, if I had to pick many other real soldiers. Because I- I'm going to agree with you. As far as like besides Ko. Um, he definitely stands out to me. Uh, but for me it would be Bamba. Like I I love me some Bamba. Just because I-, I don't know what it is about Bamba. Besides the fact that I just feel like he's such a mystery guy. And he's just this hard nose. Like because I feel like everybody else on the team. Um is so bubbly with their personalities that when it comes to Bamba I like the change of pace with him I feel like when it comes to Bamba at least it's either he like he's either going to reveal something really important or he's just going to be really moody and brooding but there's a serious reason behind like I, I don't know what it is about Bamba but I, I really do love Bamba so I don't find him incredibly boring um but I will agree with you like when he does when Toa does ask Bamba about what he wants to do he doesn't really sort of give him an answer but like but that's for me that almost like that's that's kind of like his character like I don't even think Bamba like when I think of Bamba I don't even think Bamba's thought that far in advance like I feel very much like Bamba for the most part is always going to be focused on the here and now sort of thing let's get this accomplished let's get this done so I really don't even think the idea of what to do after has even come come to his mind to be quite honest with you Uh, Ultraman says, I know that the real Matt Hunt will give us information tomorrow since it's going to be Thursday in Japan. Matt will give us information for Toe's Kira- uh, Kira- Ma- Major toy catalog meeting. Yeah, I'm going to be on Twitter all day tomorrow pretty much uh, just following his tweets um, and seeing if like TokuNation.com or even JEFusion.com, if they start posting like scans and reveals. Like I'm hoping it's actual um, – I mean I'm pretty sure we're – I feel like we'll definitely get some information, maybe like I'm hoping maybe cast or at least the crew that's working on it. Um, but I would love to see if, if it's going to be the toy catalog. Uh, part of me is kind of hoping that maybe we actually start getting some images uh, with maybe a brief synopsis would even be pretty cool, too. Um, so we'll see what we get this week. But I, I'm really looking forward to it. Huh, now Ultra says, speaking of zero one, one have you caught up yet? Uh, if so, are you enjoying it? Any highlights? Uh, no, I still have not caught up to 0-1. <laughs> I still have not caught up to 0-1. Um, that is uh, it's something I want to do. Um, I will, in fact, finish 0-1. Whether or not I finish 0-1 before the series actually finishes, I do not know. But I do want to finish it because uh, it's a compelling as all hell. I can tell you that much right now. Um, uh arturo i'm really loving him as like just a main character in general um i I do love um i don't get his jokes at all um but clearly was it fua clearly he does uh whoever the guy is um that's the stepping wolf or the howling wolf or whatever he is shooting wolf i don't know what his name is but clearly he thinks all his jokes are hilariously funny i just love how they all bomb but the story is super compelling, man. I mean, this is as entertaining as they come. The fact that the like what intrigues me is the idea of the human gears um actually gaining a consciousness. Uh, that concept is really cool to me. Um, that uh while for the most part that they are there to definitely help humanity humanity be happy and certainly succeed in things like that, the fact that they Are becoming sentient uh, that's super intriguing to me as well so i'm fascinated to kind of see where this is kind of all going and the fact that the villains are more or less kind of trying to i guess i don't want to say liberating them i guess you can kind of say um it's just a really cool concept and um you know i was making fun of the series because i'm like guys are we are we literally going to go through like every animal anytime zero one wants to change into something or needs some sort of advantage but clearly we are like (laughs) clearly they are going to go through every animal because um, I've never watched, I've never watched a Common Rider series all the way through, so it is one of those. I don't know if that's something that they do on a regular basis, on you know, that they have all these different animal designs and stuff. If I if I did have any complaint, and this is the only this is minor, is the fact that it, it just seems too convenient that he always has um, like a a new key or or a new override or something to to change into. Uh, when times get difficult, like I really would like to see him struggle a little bit more and then maybe learning uh, along the way about what like what what he needs to change into. Um, whereas I feel like everything's just at the palm of his hands um, that it just it can kind of be built at any particular moment in time. So, uh, again, I'm, I'm still really early into this season, maybe like six, uh, seven episodes. So I, I still have a lot of way to go, but I've, I've loved it. I, I've loved it, honestly. Uh, if you love bacon and sushi says by the end of beast more for season two do you think the rangers will lose their animal dna and abilities when they're done being power rangers or when they lose their powers um no i think that they'll keep their powers i feel like like i feel like a, a, at least if you're grid battle force um, I think the the idea of villains always being around is always going to be something that's going to happen. So I think you need to have your Power Rangers um, continue to stick around regardless if you defeat whoever's uh, at the end of the tunnel for this season. Uh, Doomsday says, "What do you think of the teaser trailer for Black Widow?" I'm gonna hold off on that until this weekend's episode of A Plus, some more phenomenal, me, A Plus Hero Report, because uh, we, we will be talking about the the Black Widow trailer, um, or I might just do a Black Widow trailer review sometime in the middle of this week for you guys. So definitely look forward to that. Uh, Austin, uh, Austin Terminator says, do you think Beast Morphers is over for good? Do you think Commander will ask the team if they want to keep their powers as a government service, just like Wes and Eric with Time Force? Um, if anything, I'll be I'll be interested to see if uh, who all keeps their powers. Uh, I'm, I'm still trying to see who's going to make it out of this season in the first place to even get those powers at the end. But I do think that they will continue to uh, to to stick around. Uh, Ultraman says, um, I was stressed out with the two-team concept, and I'm glad that Real Soldier is bringing that back to tradition. Um, This is in response to... Um, Ultraman's uh, earlier comment she says you know why I appreciate Real Soldier because it's finally bringing Super Sentai back to old traditions with only one team saving the world after last year with Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger you know I will say this there are elements to this show that feel very traditional Super Sentai to me I don't know if it's just the way that it's filmed maybe some of like the grainy footage um, the old school outfits and things like that like a part of me does feel like this this is like a old school Super Sentai series, uh, with some new elements uh, incorporated into it. So I could definitely understand that um, what you mean there, Ultraman, uh, especially the idea of just going back to a traditional one team instead of, of splitting them splitting them up into you know having two separate teams or a huge number of teams. It is kind of nice every now and then to just kind of go back to your traditional setting of things. Uh, and not Ultraman. Uh, not Ultra says uh, to me, Sentai needs a change of pace because it's been getting stale for me lately. Um, I could definitely understand that. Um, it definitely does need a change of pace. Uh, I feel like for the most part, maybe that's one of the reasons why they kind of brought in so many common Rider um alumni for uh, this particular season of Super Sentai. Maybe they were trying to give it a different sort of change of pace, a different feel, uh, a different attitude in a sense. But honestly, like I could really do with a different showrunner. Next year uh, with Kara Major. So, like, if anything, I'll be really fascinated to kind of see where the cast and crew. Uh, come from and like what some of like as far as like what some of their previous works were to at least kind of give me a little bit of an idea as to what I can kind of expect going into the next season. But I I definitely understand what you're saying that not ultra in regards to um, just needing a different change of pace. I don't know if that's writers. uh, I don't know if that's just an overall showrunner, um, but it definitely needs a a breath of fresh air for sure. Um, But guys, other than that, I think that will certainly go ahead and actually wrap it up for us today here at a plus more phenomenal. But again, we'll certainly be back probably in the middle of this week with the uh, Major news if we certainly do get anything out of that, uh, along with a plus more phenomenal coming back for you guys uh, this upcoming Saturday. So uh yeah, everything as far as I know, will certainly be back on schedule. So certainly go ahead and join us this upcoming Saturday as we go live at 12 o'clock noon Central Time, almost blank there for a little bit. Uh, But other than that, guys, I certainly hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Um, I, you know, for those waiting for the Black Lightning review, um, I still have to watch Black Lightning. So if it's not up tonight, I'll probably, if anything, uh, have a live episode drop for you guys tomorrow around seven o'clock or eight. So definitely look out for that. But until next time, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and I'll talk with you guys later. Real so cool.